After making the decision to pursue being a content creator almost four years ago, I absolutely loved being able to share my creativity with the world and cultivate a community of like-minded people. I've made so many incredible friends and I've had so many opportunities that have really been absolutely life-changing. And I've been able to share so many special moments with people who really care. But there's one thing that I didn't really consider when I went full-time the demands of this job, and just how much of an effect it would have on my mental health. So many people outside of our industry hear the words blogger, influencer, or social media content creator, and they have their own assumptions about what our job entails. And most of the time, it's that we play with makeup all day, take selfies because we're just so self-absorbed, and just want likes so that we can feel validated and popular. But what those people on the outside don't know is that our job is so much more than taking photos and posting them. It's putting ourselves out there for the entire world to judge and for the apps to bully, whether it's the actual app itself or the people using them. The effects that working in social media full-time can have on our mental health are truly just so real and valid. And this is why self-care is so important. Yes, to everyone and really anyone, but especially to creators. For years, my focus was always on hustling and doing more and more and more for my business, never on how I felt mentally or on taking care of myself. It wasn't until I had a real wake-up call that I realized that taking care of myself could actually help my business thrive more than it had even before. Yeah, focusing on self-care can actually help you make more money is what I'm saying. I'm Kristen Busquet and I've been a full-time creator for over three years and have brought in over $350,000 in sponsored posts and content creation collaborations with brands so far. Social Scoop is the podcast where we teach you, the entrepreneurial creator, to turn your online influence and creativity into a profitable, self-sustaining business. Today, we're here with Megan Porta, a food blogger and host of Eat Blog Talk podcast. She has an extensive history with not living a balanced life, which has set her on a path of constant improvement in that area. Today, we're diving into everything you need to know about making sure that you're taking care of yourself and your mental health as a creator and how it can actually help you make more money in your business. We're giving you the scoop on all things mental health as a creator. This, my biz BFF, is Social Scoop. Hello, my friends, and welcome to episode 46 of Social Scoop Podcast. My name is Kristen, and I'm so excited that you're here. We've got some crazy news today. It's not really that crazy, okay? But listen, I'm just like, I'm kind of baffled. And maybe I just need to hear your opinion because uh, I'm just not understanding it. Okay, okay, let me just get into it. So guys, TikTok is launching their version of Be Real. It's called TikTok Now. Okay, so here's the reason why I'm so baffled. Maybe it's because I haven't downloaded Be Real and I've never experienced it. But what is the hype? Really, like if you're listening and you're on Be Real and you're like, oh my God, this is a shit. Like I love it so much. Please send me a message and let me know. Like, why do you love it so much? I understand the appeal of like not having to plan in advance and like it's just social media without all of the annoying things but also like is there really any sort of like return on this for your business because I understand it from like a personal mental health standpoint but like for a business to put time into this be real app like what's the benefit not trying to knock it I'm like actually genuinely asking 
Anyway, TikTok is launching their version called TikTok Now. So let me read you what they said. TikTok Now invites you and your friends to capture what you're doing in the moment using your device's front and back camera. Obviously, same as Be Real. You'll receive a daily prompt to capture a 10-second video or a static photo to easily share what you're up to. First of all, crazy that TikTok is introducing any sort of photo option. I saw that and I was like, hmm, maybe they are coming for Instagram, which I wouldn't blame them because Instagram has tried to come for them how many times? Anyway, also a 10 second video, which again, I'm not sure with Be Real because I haven't used it, but like, can you do video in Be Real? Not sure. TikTok says that this feature is now available for all US users. I have not been able to find any information anywhere about how to actually use it or find out that you have it. But as of right now, I do not think I have it. (laughs) We'll see though. Instagram is working on the ability to create a media kit. Holy shit. (laughs) Guys, that's crazy. That's really cool, right? So basically, they are going to allow you to add these sections. So there's text where you can add text and describe your work. Okay. Posts where you can select your favorite posts to display. Instagram profiles so that you can show people and brands that you are or have worked with insights to show off your Instagram insights. And all of these sections can basically be reordered. And you can also choose if the posts that you share can show likes or not. So I'm not sure exactly where this media kit would live. I don't know how people would access it. I don't know who has access to it. These are all questions that I have, but Instagram is making the move to try and create media kits for creators. I think it's kind of cool because I know that Instagram has been trying to basically have this space where we can connect with brands, which by the way, I have not had any opportunities there. would be curious to hear from anyone else if they have, but I'm thinking maybe this would be the place where those brands would be able to look at your media kit to again, like decide if you're someone they want to partner with. Either way, this is definitely part of Instagram saying we're doing more for creators, whether you want to believe that or not. Apparently they are with making media kits. So we'll see how that goes. Also, Instagram is working on the ability to quickly share a story as a reel. So from what I can see from this leak, when you are done recording a story in stories, there will basically be a create button with a little reel icon. And when you click that, you're going to be prompted to turn that story into a reel. For me personally, there are no stories that I create that I'm like, this would be a reel. I just feel like they're two different places for me. Stories is like my casual fun. None of it has to make any sense. I don't care what happens. Whereas reels for me personally, is just not that way. Like I do put a little bit more thought into my reels, but I mean, maybe that's the point. You know, maybe the point is we don't want you to put all of this thought into your reels. Like they want it to be more like TikTok where people just grab the phone and make a video. So I understand what they're trying to do here. However, I don't know that, many of us are ready to do that personally. I mean, last week, last couple of weeks, I've been sharing stories about how I pick the pickles out of the pickle jar and all of the different methods that there are for that. So you can bet your life that I will not be putting that as a reel on my page. Thank you so much. Okay, this one was also really surprising. And I want you to go look at what this looks like because it's hard to explain. So if you go to the show notes that are in the description, you'll be able to click and actually see what this looks like. So Instagram is offering a free plan to reach your goals. I saw that and was like, excuse me, what? Someone from Instagram is going to speak with me? I don't believe it. 
So basically, from what this person had experienced, a pop-up window basically like popped up at the top. You know how sometimes it will tell you your reels bonus. You can like, you know, enable it. It's kind of like the same kind of notification you would get at the top of your screen when you're in Instagram. A pop-up window will appear on your account that says get started with a custom plan. And this is what it says. Tell us about your goals and then get a free plan to help you reach them faster. And then you can hit the get plan button and it basically will give you the quote complete experience. And this is why I want you to go look at it because you need to just like go see what this looks like. What the heck is this? Excuse me. My goal is to just get my audience to see my content. Can you help with that Instagram? Because I'm not really (laughs) sure that you can. I don't know. Today I'm feeling extra feisty towards Instagram. So I apologize. I apologize in advance. Anyway, guys. Let me just quickly give you the tea. So last week, I had a meeting, my monthly meeting with my creator membership students. And when I tell you, we had literally such a good time. We talked about all of the things with social media that are frustrating us. We talked about different brand deals. I actually had a little bit of a horrible experience with a brand recently, and I spilled the tea on that and everything I learned from that experience. But our membership community does these monthly creator Q&A kind of office hour things where we all just get together and hang out. And it is my favorite time of the month. You don't even understand what it's like to get together in a room, a virtual room, with other creators who just understand all of the things that you're dealing with and have been through a lot of the experiences that you're going through and can offer some really helpful advice. So if you're a creator who's really just looking to take this more seriously, turn it into a career and really like make as little mistakes as possible along the way, you've got to check out the membership community for the live Q&A office hours. But aside from that, we give you templates, ebooks, resources, exclusive podcasts, episodes. Every week, we give you the trending sounds for reels. You have access to 50 plus community members. You have access to me. You're going to get a free Q&A intro call when you enroll. I mean, guys, literally, this is the ultimate tool for any person who wants to be a creator or any creator who wants to turn their online influence into a legitimate business. I will be there to help you along the way. So go check that out. It's all in the description. But without further ado, let's talk a little bit about mental health because I know that if you're a creator listening to this, you could probably do a little bit more work on your mental health. We all can. Obviously, as creators, we know that self-care is very important, but probably not something that we pay enough attention to. So I'm really excited to have Megan here to chat all about self-care and how it can actually help you and your business so that you can, you know, bring in more income and have a lot more fun with your business. So Megan, thank you so much for being here. It is so good to be here. I am super excited to chat about this today. Yes. So I want to get started just hearing a little bit about you, what you do, and kind of how you got to where you are today. Yeah. So I started out as a food blogger 12 years ago. I'm coming up on my 12-year anniversary, which is nuts. And just chugged along doing that for a lot of years. And then about three, three and a half years ago, I just had this pull to serve food bloggers. I had done so many things wrong in my business and learn the hard way. And I was like, I need to create a platform so that I can help food bloggers shorten their learning curves. So I started my podcast, Eat Blog Talk, where we serve value to food bloggers in many different ways. 
And so I do have a lot of things to juggle. I also have a family. So that's kind of my life in a nutshell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I feel like as creators, entrepreneurs, whatever, like we always have just 5,000 different things happening all at once. (laughs) Yes. But I love how you started your business with kind of more serving food bloggers based on your own experience. Because I know for me, it was kind of the same thing. Like I, as a creator, there was no guidebook. I didn't know how to start working with brands and all of these different things that creators struggle with today. And so that's the same thing for me. Like I saw that that gap and that's why I started my business. So I love that you started it off based on just wanting to help other people who are in the same situation. Yeah, exactly. I think that that is a recipe for a successful business. When you start out wanting to provide massive value to a group of people, instead of going into it thinking, I want to make money or I need to make this work for me, I knew it would produce money and success for me, but that is not why I did it. Right. And it's been amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, I think it's actually an interesting mindset to kind of have when you are a creator, even looking to kind of branch off into, you know, a different stream of income like coaching or mentorships or or even again, like a podcast or anything. So many creators look at it in a way of like, okay, I have to think of an idea so I can make more money. But sometimes I think you're right. The best ideas come from when you see a problem and it kind of happens organically where you're like, okay, well, I went through that. So I'm sure other people are going through it. You were probably getting a lot of questions, you know, the same questions over and over again. So you realize, okay, there is actually something I can build a business off of. But sometimes I think people force it too much, you know, like, I think it's best when it happens organically like that. I totally agree. I see people trying to force it or just, like I said before, just trying to make it work for you. Like it's more focused on yourself than it is others. But I think that's the way the world works. That When you (laughs) put the focus on other people and trying to serve other people first, then, you know, things work out for you too. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally agree. So I want to definitely dive into self-care today. I know for me, I'll kind of give you my backstory on self-care. I've been a business owner since I can remember. And throughout all of my first probably like five to seven years of owning my business, I was absolutely not even concerned about self-care, like in the least bit. I did not even think twice about it. But it definitely led me to eventually feeling like very burnt out and just kind of asking myself every day, like, how can I continue doing this? Like, I'm exhausted. I I don't have any ideas. Like, I'm miserable. I'm struggling. And so and honestly, wasn't until this year that I really started to take self-care seriously, but also realize how beneficial it can actually be for my business if I'm taking care of myself. So I'm curious to hear kind of your self-care journey. Like, is this something you were always interested in or did it kind of just happen because it needed to? Unfortunately, no, it wasn't something I was always interested in. I feel like a lot of us become interested when we get to a really hard place. Like you, you know, you get to a place where you're like, okay, I need to really be concerned about this and take care of myself. I went along in my business for many years, not even thinking about it. I was like, I'm immune. I can do this. I'm (laughs) tougher than most people. I'm more resilient. 
I've got this. I can work evenings. I can work weekends and I'm going to be fine. And I got to a point, it was right when COVID started. I would say we were three months in. So we had been in that like lockdown mode where nobody could leave your home and you couldn't go to a store. And right. I hadn't driven anywhere in a few months and our kids weren't in school. And, you know, I was just sitting at home. I was working, but we really hadn't gone anywhere. And right. I had this moment where I was like, why am I feeling so frazzled right now? I haven't done anything and I (laughs) should be getting sleep and getting rest. And I just wasn't. So that was kind of a wake up moment for me where I was like, I need to take better care of myself. If I can be home for three months in a row and not going anywhere and still be frazzled, then there's something going on. So at, at that point, I just decided I need to make changes. And I started really small but those small changes I really committed myself to. And over time, looking back, they really added up. So the changes were like, you know, taking email off my phone. And I still, I've never had email on my phone since. I'm kind of proud to say that. Whoa, that's that's a big one, honestly. That's like scary for me. <laughs> a lot of people say that. A lot of people are like, what? You can't take, I can't take email off my phone. But Good idea though. It is. And it was huge. Like I remember being in the grocery store, just standing in line with my mask, of course. And I was like scrolling to my email and I just had this thought like, why, what am I doing? What, what email is going to come to me while I'm standing in the grocery line that is so important that I can't wait until I'm at home. So just those little things, I'm like, this is a change I need to make. So I made a few of those changes and I just committed to them over the summer and they were really small acts of self-care but they added up and then I saw this benefit that came from them and then I started doing more and I guess we can get into that but yeah that's kind of how it started for me. I love that. I I think first of all the you going into self-care by like saying I'm just taking email off my phone that was a big move. <laughs> yeah. So I love that. But it's so true like I think I know for myself as a creator, because there's so much competition, I feel like I have to answer emails immediately or they're going to go on to someone else. And I think to a point that's true, like not immediately, but like, yes, you should be responding hopefully within 24 hours. But like I would be 9 p.m. in my bed refreshing my email like five times before I go to bed Mm. and being like, oh man, I just got this brand email. Like I have to go get my computer and like respond to it because I was so scared that, you know, like people were going to move on to someone else. And obviously that's not true. Like if a brand is emailing me at 9 PM, they most of the time are not going to expect me to, you know, they, they expect me to answer the next day. But I think I had this mindset where it was just like, hurry up, answer, or they're going to move on. I know. I totally feel that too. But I feel like now people are recognizing self-care more so that if a brand sees that you are respecting your time and your energy, I think they actually will recognize that and favor it. Not just brands, but anyone. Yeah. If I send someone an email and they don't respond for 36 to 48 hours because I don't, they were taking a day off to spend with their family or whatever. Yeah. I think that's great. And I actually, in my mind, I'm like, oh, like respect points go up because they are, they are taking care of themselves and they're not like in bed at 11 PM. Like, oh, I have to rush to my computer and reply. Not saying that 
that I don't do that too. I mean, that I think Sometimes we all do that. <laughs> it, it does happen. Yeah. But unfortunately, we are in this time where we feel like we have to reply right away. It's a hard mindset to get out of, but I think it's a good one to start practicing even slowly, you know? But one thing that you brought up that I think is really interesting is like when you said, okay, I'm going to, I need to take better care of myself. You were like, okay, I'm going to take email off my phone as one of the things that you did. Now, I think so many people, when they think of self-care, think, okay, well, I'm going to go do a face mask or like, I'm going to go run a bath or whatever it is. And so people have this conception, I guess, of self-care being like, you have to like pamper yourself in some way. But like self-care for me, the biggest form of self-care has been boundaries. And that like kind of reminds me of the email thing. But I think boundaries are a huge form of self-care that I'm sure you practice a lot too. Oh my gosh, that that exactly what you said is so important. And it's something that we need to talk about more, honestly. Yeah, self-care can be taking a bath at night or getting a regular massage or facial or something like that. Yeah. Or going for walks, getting out in nature. I think that's self-care too. But I think the most important form of self-care for entrepreneurs is just creating boundaries and, you know, protecting your time, however that looks for you, protecting your energy. So it can also be putting yourself around the right people or putting yourself in the center of high quality people who are going to lift you up and not create drama and bring you down and pull you into a sinking hole of gossip and drama. Right. It can present in so many different ways. And I think you nailed it. Boundaries is probably the number one thing you can do to take care of yourself, creating those really healthy boundaries. Yeah. And again, I think for entrepreneurs, that's the hardest form of self-care. Because again, like we want to respond to those emails at 11 o'clock at night. Or maybe if you are a coach and one of your students sends you a message, you know, late at night or super early in the morning, like it's hard not to respond because you want to be there for people and you want to be, you know, like providing the best service that you can provide. Or even for creators who, you know, maybe don't have a business on the side, like just getting DMs and taking a day or two to respond to your DMs. Like sometimes you feel that pressure of like, oh my gosh, it's taken me over 24 hours to respond to my DMs. People are never going to DM me again. They're going to hate me. They're going to unfollow me. But like you have to set those boundaries or else you're going to be stuck on your phone answering DMs 24 hours a day. And I honestly don't think like there are plenty of times for me where I will definitely take 48 hours, maybe more to answer a DM especially when you get to a point where it's kind of like you can't keep up with it as much as you'd like. You know, like no one gets mad at me. No one's ever said, hey, what the heck? You haven't responded to me. Yeah. And I think if especially if you're talking about coaching or dealing with someone one-on-one, yeah, just communicating about that and just being upfront when you start your coaching relationship and just saying like, hey, I take like I'm trying to minimally work on Mondays and Fridays right now. And so I'm just clear about that. And I say, I will get back to you as soon as I can. But on these days, I will not have access all day to email. I don't plan on being an email all day. Um, So just, I think, creating your boundaries, but then being very clear about what those are with the people that you're working with. Yeah. For me, that took me kind of a long time to figure out that it was okay and like how to set those boundaries. I know for me, when I had 
I have like my Calendly link, you know, so anyone can go on there. They book a call. And at first I had my schedule Monday through Friday, nine to five, book anytime you want, like doesn't matter. Yeah. And, you know, like, cause I wanted to, again, be accessible for people. I didn't want people to not see a time that worked for them and be like, okay, never mind. And then I would lose out on, you know, a potential client. And so I left my books open for so long, but again, it just got to the point where it was like nine to five. I was getting booked all day long with calls. And then at five o'clock, I had to start my to-do list, you know? So that was something that was absolutely not sustainable for me. So now I'm the same way. I blocked off Fridays. No one can book a call on Friday. If I choose to work on a Friday, great. But if not, I don't have any calls to worry about. I even actually just this past week, I've been going to this yoga class that's uh, Thursdays at noon. And so I've been actually blocking off my calendar. So like, I can't even book appointments during that time. Because before I was like, oh, well, if no one books a call, I'll go to the class. But now I'm like, no, I need to go to that class for my for my mental health. So I'm going to make sure that I actually block it off my computer. And again, like no one gets mad. People will find another time that works for them. (laughs) Good for you. I think that that's a good message to spread to others too, that if if there is something like that that you need to do every week to take care of you, you need to set that boundary and putting that in your calendar and making sure that nobody gets slips in that crack is really smart and really healthy. Yeah, definitely. So I'm curious to hear a little bit more about, so basically if people are interested in growing their business, I feel like some people might look at self-care as like, well, if I'm spending more time taking care of myself, I'm taking less time away from, or more time away from my business. So how can you kind of like balance the two? Or I'm also curious, how has your business changed since you have dedicated more time to self-care. Yeah. So I can just tell you, so that period that I talked about earlier where I was like, I need to take care of myself. And I just made those small changes. And I, in my mind, I was like, I need to do this for at least three months and just see what happens. So I did the the email off the phone. I, I stopped looking at Facebook. I mean, I hadn't really been like one of those, you know, heavy Facebook users, but I was like, I don't need this. And then I also started putting my computer down and my phone down at five o'clock every night, which if you know my history, (laughs) you will be, you would be like, wow, that's a miracle. Yeah. Because I was one of those like year after year after year, like every day working at night in the evenings with my husband sitting next to me. So it was like an addiction. I'm not kidding. Like I, I had to like, it was, there were withdrawals and like, weird urges and I had to, it was a big deal. So I did those few things. And then after three months, my little experiment (laughs) was done. And I looked back and realized that so much had changed in my business for the better, nothing for the worse. So I was actually making more money. I had opportunities come to me that I believe would not have otherwise come to me. I had made friends in my business. So I had met peers that I didn't know out, you know, before I started my experiment. So all of these good things were coming. And I don't think that was a coincidence. I don't think it was an accident. I think it was because I was intentionally setting aside clutter and things that I didn't need. And that was like a message that I was open to receiving better things. 
And from there, it has just snowballed into awesome momentum. And I've kept up with those boundaries and actually added to them. I do something very similar to what you were talking about with, you know, you have a time on Thursday afternoon when you want to do something and it's really important to you. Right. My calendar is really, really concentrated. Like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday are my really heavy days of work, but it's like really short timeframes. Yeah. I don't, I try not to work Monday. I try not to work Friday. I never work on weekends. I don't work on the evenings. Yeah. But during those times, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, from nine until like four, I am working my butt off. So I think that's another message. Like pick your times and be really efficient during those times. Do whatever you need to do to plan for them, to prepare, mentally show up ready to work and get your crap done. Yeah. And you don't have to work on the other times that you, you know, have slotted for free time or family time or downtime or self-care time. So that's kind of my strategy. You totally brought up something else that I think is really interesting. I'm writing things down so I don't forget them. Two things. First of all, the way that, I don't know, I think it's Americans. Like, you think about people in other countries and how, like, you know, people in Europe and stuff, they're not working the same way that we're working, but, like, they're living their best lives, you know? Like, they're they're clocking out for two hours at lunch to, like, go have a leisurely cheese and wine Glass with some wine, friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's so different because I feel like we are conditioned, again, I think it's as Americans, to be, like, we have to hustle, hustle culture. Like we have to Mm -hmm. 24 hours a day. Like if we're not putting this energy that we have into our business, then we're not doing it right. We're not going to grow. We're not going to reach our full potential, whatever it is. But like, it's, it's not true because there are plenty of people who are not working like, you know, crazy people like we are and they're doing just fine. And like probably enjoying life so much more because again, like they're not spending 24 hours a day being like, oh my gosh, gotta go, gotta work, gotta, you know, get this checklist done. So I think that's really interesting. But also one thing you said was that you were setting aside clutter. And I think that this is something that for me was, was huge where I, as a coach, as a, as a business owner, I was constantly, I mean, I guess even as a creator, now that I think about it, I was constantly trying to think of new things and I would never take enough time to like, focus on one thing and do it really well because I was always like okay well I have to beat whoever's gonna do the next thing like I have to hurry up and be the first one to do this and there was like this urgency this sense of urgency that I had to do so many things and that's something I guess maybe in the last six months that I've definitely changed is like I'm setting aside all of these other things that like I feel like I have to do and like pushing it all to the side and realizing it's not a priority. And I'm really trying to focus on like one avenue, like one offering in my business and just do it really well. Mm. And again, like I think that's something for me that we've done really well, like with our membership, because I haven't been working on 15 different things at once. Like I'm putting 50% of my energy into my membership and, you know, my podcast, and then I'm putting the other 50% into what I have to do as an influencer instead of splitting, you know, my business into 50 different parts because I'm trying to work on so many different things. Yeah, I think that's really smart. Just taking the time to sit down and figure out what is giving you the biggest ROI. So what what are you actually 
finding value in? What are you doing to provide value for others? What's making you money? Like all those things. And occasionally just setting everything else aside and focusing on those few things and seeing what happens to those things that you were talking about. Like you you don't have to do every, all those little things that you're referring to. And then just going for like two weeks with those few things and carrying those and letting the others fall to, so maybe it's like social media. For me, I just like Instagram has never been a thing for me. I keep (laughs) up with Instagram kind of um, peripherally because I know I need to for my business, but I've never put a big focus on it. So when I set it down for two weeks, nothing really happens. Nobody gets mad at me and nothing really like my followers don't start unfollowing me. So I think that is a good strategy for a lot of us just to keep our sanity, right? Um, setting the things aside that you that aren't moving your business forward and that aren't lighting you up and aren't serving others just for a period, just to experiment and see what happens. If nothing falls apart, then maybe keep doing it. Maybe you don't <laughs> exactly. even need it in your business anymore. Right. I think, and that's like such a great learning experience too, because again, like so many things that we feel like we have to do because you see, oh, well, this other person with a podcast also posts it to YouTube. So that means that I should be, you know, taking this recording, turning it into a video and then putting all the Mm -hmm. effort into keywords and titles and then putting it on YouTube. That takes me an extra two hours when like, and this is my actual thought process with our, our YouTube was that, you know, I was taking so much time with recording and turning it into a video for YouTube and no one was really watching it on YouTube. And again, like when I stopped doing it, no one said anything. Right. So I was like, awesome. This is clearly something that was not serving me and my business. So I'm going to stop doing it, see what happens. And then again, you realize, okay, this is either something that is really crucial to my business or is not. And you can kind of weed out the things that you don't necessarily need to put your energy into. Yeah. Yeah. I think if anyone is listening and feels overwhelmed by their business, that is the perfect place to start is just like take inventory of what you're spending your time on. I always tell people do a time log log your time for a few days and just see where you're spending your time. Because when you just do it in your mind, somehow it's not the same. But when you actually (laughs) log your time and you can see, oh, I'm spending time on this project or this platform or this tool, then you can assess and then just take a few things away that you don't need or you think you don't need and see what happens. I think that is the best place to start when you are feeling overwhelmed. Yeah. I mean, I even kind of do that with time blocking my schedule sometimes. Like I don't really do it anymore because I feel like I'm in a good groove. But for a while when I was feeling so overwhelmed with tasks and, you know, deadlines and things like that, what I did was I made my calendar for the day by hour of like, okay, I'm going to spend this much time on this task on my to-do list. Then I'm going to move on to this and only spend, Mm -hmm. you know, 30 minutes on this. And I basically like blocked out the time that I thought each task was going to take me. That was very eye-opening because Mm -hmm. a lot of tasks either, you know, took me way longer and I was spending three times what I allotted on my calendar on that task. And it really helped me figure out like where I am putting so much of my energy and my time. And again, finding out like, is this even something I need to be doing? Because if not, I just am spending three hours a day on it. I don't need to spend that energy and that time on it anymore. Yeah, that's super smart. That is kind of 
time logging too. It's just assessing what you're doing and what you need to shift and change. And one thing that came to mind when you were talking that I do is occasionally I'll try to like challenge myself. And if let's say a blog post typically takes me like two hours to write, I will try to condense that and I'll like, well, maybe I can do it in an hour and a half. And then I'll just keep um, whittling away at it so that I can decrease the time spent. So I'm just being more efficient and being more focused too. Like when I sit down, I'm like, okay, I have an hour and a half to do a blog post. Yeah. That's not very much time. So I have to be focused. I can't have the dog in the room. I can't have, (laughs) you know, like my door needs to be shut. It just makes you think about everything in your environment and anything you need to do to be the most productive person you can while you're working because you want that time to not be working. That's kind of my, it's like a reward for me. Like I am going to focus intensely and work my butt off now because I want time with my family and self-care later. Yeah, no, I love that. I think that's a really great option for, you know, anyone who's working on anything. Because sometimes you, I think as, you know, creatives, a lot of us are perfectionists, you know, where we want to have everything be perfect before we put it out. And something like taking two hours for a blog post, you're probably making sure every little detail is absolutely perfect. And maybe spending way too much time on the wording of one sentence when like the first one you did was totally fine. And so challenging yourself to do it in a shorter period of time, I think actually makes you get the basics down. And then you can kind of with that, maybe you do that in an hour with that extra half hour, you can go in and and tweak things, but it really would make you figure out how much time you're spending trying to get things to be perfect when like at the end of the day, nothing's ever going to be perfect, you know, like and a lot of the times it's such a small thing that no one's even going to like notice the difference of, you know? Oh gosh, that's like a whole other subject, (laughs) I feel like, but it's so important to touch on that because a lot of us are perfectionists. I see it so much in our space. Just mm-hmm. content creators in general are like, they just pine over like a, a yeah. one blog post or a social media post. And it's not worth it. I think that your users and your readers and listeners are going to appreciate you more when they see that you are on a journey and you're not perfect and you're not right. trying to be perfect and your imperfect blog posts or content that you put out there is part of your story. And I know that people I follow, I appreciate that about them. You're real. You are human. You are flawed. You are putting out, you know, content that is not perfect, just like the rest of us are. Right. Nobody is perfect. So publish, publish. And yeah, don't obsess over perfection. Yeah. Put it out there. Exactly. And the great thing about being a, like writing a blog post and even, putting out podcast content is that you can redo it. That's like, you know, it's not set in stone. It's not etched in in granite. You can go back and you can change it. So you can always do that too. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's very hard to get out of that mindset, but I think I always think about it in the way, and this sounds really harsh, but like people don't care as much as you do, you know, like it sounds, they obviously care about you, but like, again, if you have one sentence that's not perfectly worded, you know, the way you imagined it to be, like, they're still going to read it and get the information. Like, they don't, they're not thinking about it. They're not so honed in on it as you are. So it's easy for them to just, like, not even notice there's a problem, you know, but we're so, so 
concentrated on on how to fix this and how to make it better when like again people aren't even noticing most of the time so like I try and think about like I'm a very small bit of this person's day you know like if it's not perfect that they're gonna scroll right over and it's gonna be fine (laughs) they'll be there tomorrow probably yeah, I think we do tend to overvalue our work sometimes. Yeah. Like the photos. Oh, there was that one little thing in the corner of the photo. I need to redo yep. it. Yeah, nobody's probably going to ever notice that. so fast. Yeah, yeah no right. one's going to notice it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like we're way more into the details than most people are that are looking. So <laughs> true. Yep, it's good to keep that in mind. Just reminding yourself as you're consuming other people's content, how quickly you go through it and how quickly you read a blog post and look at a reel on Instagram or whatever it is, you know, you don't sit there and like nitpick other people's content apart. So people aren't doing that to you. Exactly. Exactly. So I want to talk a little bit about burnout as well. Um, Have you ever, I mean, like, was that period in 2020 kind of like burnout for you or like have you ever gone through that at a different time oh how long do you have seriously (laughs) I used to be the burnout queen and I I do not wear that crown with pride it's really (laughs) kind of like embarrassing that I went on for so long just embracing it was like something that happened to me quarterly and I'm not even kidding And I'd be like, oh, here it is again, my friend, burnout, here right we go. Time. And then I, yeah, right on time. And then I would go through the steps of like, I couldn't work for a week because I was so tired and I would have to sleep and it was this process. And then that time during the pandemic that I talked about was my awakening where I was like, this is not normal. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be doing this consistently or ever like there's really no need for me to ever experience this again exactly yeah it was I know burnout well and that's part of the reason I talk about these things self-care and mindset and taking care of yourself in the realm of food blogging because food blogging is intense it's insane like if you let burnout into your life it will come visit you regularly so if you can keep it at bay, you can grow your business faster. You can make more money. You can, right. I mean, you have like those weeks that I was on like burnout survival. <laughs> yeah. I could have been actually doing something to move my business forward. So you right. are actually, there is a direct correlation between burnout and your business growth. And that's one of my yeah. huge messages to share. Yeah. I mean, it, they have the saying, like, you can't pour from an en- empty cup. It's, this, yeah. you know, it's the same thing. Like if you're not taking care of yourself, then how can you put, you know, energy into your business? You have no energy left to give. Absolutely. I love that you said that you kind of had like this awakening though, because I think, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, but I know for me in my experience, like I was the same way where I was like, oh, it's fine. Like I can handle it. It's no big deal. Like I'll just, you know, take a couple days off. Like I'll be good. I'll go back at it stronger, whatever. And like I kept having same kind of things happen where it would be like, it would hit me every so often. I would take my little break and go back to it. But I never really like stopped the cycle until very recently. And I almost feel like people have to have like something happen where it's just like, okay, this is like, I, like I needed this to hit me in the face because I I want this to never happen again. Like, and, and it sounds like that kind of in 2020 is what really happened to you. But I almost feel like for a lot of people that awakening is like, 
it needs to happen in order for them to realize they really need to make a change, you know? That is a sad but great point. It is kind of sad that we tend to get to that place in order to make change. But I'm hoping people learn from me and from you and from others who experience it right and hear our pain and how how it set us back and how just you know it didn't even just hurt my business it hurt my family and it hurt yep so many things in my life outside of my business consistently so i try to share that message as much as i can in hopes that i can help other people not get to the point where they are right, right. consistently in so much pain. But I do think you're right. Unfortunately, it, it is something a lot of us have to actually experience. Yeah, I feel like it's it almost reminds me of like when you have a friend who's dating someone that you, like <laughs> you all hate, but like they need to see it for themselves. You know, like you can tell them all the time, like, yeah, you need to get away from this guy. He sucks. It's the same thing. People are like, you need to take a break or working too hard. But you're like, no, everything's great. I love him. I love what I'm doing. Like, you know, and then they realize themselves, oh my gosh, how did I like deal with this for so long? It's kind of the same way where we're like, oh my gosh, how did I go through that so much? Like, right. you know, like sometimes I think you have to see it for yourself, unfortunately. I know for me, like I, in the last, this is like very recent for me in the last month or so, I had this one week where I literally on a Monday night, got a migraine and I had a migraine for like 10 or 11 days and I was clocked out the entire week. Mm. It was like the worst week of my life. I was in and out of the emergency room. I thought I was dying. It was horrible. It was, it was absolutely horrible. And it was the biggest wake up call for me because I don't like, from what I've learned at to this point about migraines is like stress is something that brings them on you know, one of the top causes. And so I have been trying since then to not have stress in my life. And I am floored to see how stressful my life was before I had this kind of like awakening, you know, because I, same thing, I was like, oh, I'm strong. Like, you know, other people need self-care. Like, I'll be fine. I don't need it. Like, I'm, you know. Yep. I really like didn't take it seriously. I didn't realize I needed it until it hit me in the face. And I said, okay, wow, I need to make a change, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, physical pain, (laughs) like, you know, mental stress and emotional stress and anything like that can actually manifest in physical pain. And I think that's one of the first signs that you are on a road to burnout. For me, I get so thankfully, I've never really gotten migraines, but I have had them. They're awful. Um, but I get like, there's this awful. pain that I get in the middle of my upper back. And I was in the same boat as you where I was like, oh my gosh, I'm dying. There's like a tumor in my, like I, yeah. it was so painful. And it was during one of my periods of being burnt out. And I went to the doctor, this was a couple of years ago. I went to the doctor and I remember the doctor saying a pain like that isn't, cause I asked him like, could this be stress? And he said, a pain that you're describing could not be stress. It has to be something else. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm dying. Dying. (laughs) And it was, it was nothing. Like I went through all of this testing. It was ridiculous, but so much money. So now I know that that is one of my signs. That's when I feel that pain starting in my back, that's one of my signals where I'm like, oh, okay, I'm on the road. So I need to do something. So I think it's really important that we know those signs, whether it's a migraine or I don't know, whatever 
your body does to manifest physical pain, figuring out what that trigger is, seeing it, and then making a quick change. Yes, recognizing it and changing it so that it doesn't get big and bad and you know, yeah, to the point where you're going to the doctor and the ER. Yeah, spiral out of control. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's so scary how like the way we treat ourselves can affect just so many areas of our life physically, you know, like our businesses, all, all of the things. So I'm so glad that we talked about this today because I think it's so important for any creator, any blogger, any entrepreneur who's listening to maybe take a step back right now and like really try and reevaluate when the last time you did something for yourself was. And again, like what is, yes. what is your stress level on a daily basis? Like, are you actually taking the time you need to take care of yourself? Because if you're not, here's your wake up call to, to actually make those changes yeah. now again, before you have to go through what we've gone through. <laughs> right. Exactly. And I just want to add to that if you have a consistently stressful life or business, you are creating that. Not to be harsh, but it is a little harsh. It's true. But you need to hear, I think some people need to hear that. I certainly needed to hear that at certain points. Like I created a life and business of stress at certain times. And I was the only person who could step in and make that change to make it not stressful. So if you yep. can look back at the past three months, six months, 12 months right now, and say that you've consistently had stress, that is on you. And you are the only person who is going to change that. So this should be a huge wake up call for those people to just make. And like we talked about, you can make a tiny little change that's going to go a exactly. really long way. So yeah, I love this. This is such an important topic for creators. So I really appreciate okay. that you are giving this attention. Of course. I, I'll end it off with, I remember my friend posted this, that her, her therapist shared it with her. And I will literally, like, I want to get it tattooed on me because I literally love this quote so much. I won't actually get it tattooed on me. But <laughs> it's, it, she said, why did you leave a nine to five job working for a mean boss to work for yourself as a mean boss, mm. you know, like, and when you think about it, you're like, wow, man, that is, that's mind blowing. That is a, a wake up call in and of itself. <laughs> that's like our chat today in a nutshell. I love exactly. it. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here. Everyone can find all of Megan's information down in the show notes. Um, is there anything else you want to add before we end off? Yeah, just evaluate and take care of yourself because your business and you will benefit from that. So it was a pleasure being here. It was such a fun chat. Awesome. Thank you so much. And we'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Social Scoop brought to you by Your Social Mate, where we help entrepreneurial creators learn how to monetize and turn their online influence into a legitimate, profitable, and self-sustaining business. We hope you absolutely love this episode and come back every Tuesday for a new one. If you really enjoyed this episode, feel free to leave us a review here and send us a DM to let us know your favorite part. We're an open book if you ever want to discuss episodes. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at KBOUSQ. We'll see you next week.